Dressed up and had a good weekend. We had, yeah, we had a we good definitely fun, did. We? Sorry for the delay on the episode, day late, but yeah, we were having too much fun partying. Yeah, and Jack Harlow invited us to his uh, concert because he was a fan of the pod. Couldn't say no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of fans that were uh, pretty upset that the uh, schedule was not up in time. One, one Joe Baker's dad was not too happy. No, he wasn't. It won't happen again. Complaints. It won't. He was waiting up for the drop, wasn't he? He was waiting up till one a.m. for the podcast to drop. It's one a.m. When do we release it? It was that day because the time zone. Yeah, now be six hours. Be two a.m. Yeah, time changed back home, so it's only oh, five hours, yeah. and this week, the clock's going back for us as well. That's lush. So yeah, episode five, we've got, it's another week of a special guest, and I've been looking forward to this one. Should be good. One of our best no mates. No pressure. <laughs> one of our best mates on the podcast this week got some great stories, I think you're all going to enjoy it. So uh, take it away, introduce yourself. Well, I appreciate you boys having me. I feel like this week I've been kind of building up to like, I've been nervous. <laughs> I swear to God, I feel like I've been coming. I never thought a guest on Brits Abroad would say they would. No, I mean the way you boys talk about Brits Abroad, I feel like I'm coming on the fucking Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking big time, baby. Not well, yet, but you never know. No, I wish you boys had me here. I know the merch is good to tell you that. Yeah, just for everyone that can't see, because uh, it's a podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> But uh, JB is repping the, the brand new Brits Abroad. We, I think the last time we recorded, we'd ordered them, but we've actually got them in the flesh now, and they look really good. So anyone that wants a Brits Abroad t-shirt... Drop us a DM. Yeah, $20. Quite cheap as well. Yeah, Scott will be getting one as a guest on the podcast next week, so we'll be ordering that up. Good. Triple XL to fit those biceps. Jeebus. <laughs> oh, come on, boy. Down, down. <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> no, so we'll get into it. I've been really looking forward to this because I know some of the crazy stories Scott has got from, uh, you know, growing up in Scotland to coming out to meeting his now wife. I won't ruin any in between, but yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. So why not just start from the beginning, really? Let's go from like the beginning. A bit of history of Scott Cooper. Yeah. Um, so I'm 25 now. Just graduated from college. Um, Working in healthcare now, going to be taking six months off to travel, go skiing, things like that, um, before starting medical school. Just living the life, basically, for living six months. Life, man. Fair enough, it's going to be a slog at med school, so... Oh, it's going to be brutal, but I think that's why me and um, my wife are taking six months off. Yeah. Just purely for that reason. We know it's going to be brutal, but yeah. So, I mean, I moved out to America when I was 19, and... Um, like Joe was talking about on the third podcast. Yeah. He said... True fan, eh? Yeah. True fan. He's quoting them. He's not like yeah, quoting the previous podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm only watched the third one, but... No, I moved out at 19. Again, just wanted to come to America. I, I, well, the thing is, I've got a family in America, right? So I was coming to America since I was nine, eight, nine years old. And, and they live in Kansas. So they live in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. So I've, come, I've been coming here for forever, and I remember like coming every year, thinking, "This is fucking, this is a life, man." You this know? is sound. Going from like Scotland, good country, now. I mean, go visit. Don't get me wrong. You might want to explain to Americans the difference between England and Scotland. Uh, I mean, Scotland's and better. Wales. Scotland's better. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, where's Wales? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're in this together, mate. Here's the guest here. Fuck fucking Donald Trump. Anyone, anyone but England, right? World Cup. Fuck I. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wearing my fucking Italy shirt. I was getting fucking gas. Fucking right. Um, so yeah, no, I, I was visiting America, coming to Kansas every year, and I thought this is fucking, this is life, right? 
And I remember thinking, I must have been about 12 or 13, and I thought, like, I'm going to live there. I just feel like it's a better lifestyle, mm. um, better weather, better people. I think everyone, it is, it's something from like a novel, that idea of like the American dream, um, um, like what you expect it to be like. And it does live up to some of those yeah, expectations, but definitely. it is one of those funny things where like, it's like here, people are really curious of England. Like you say yeah. where you're from, well, you slag it off. Comes up a lot. Yeah, you slag it off and people are like, oh no, it must be so cool. And it's the same here. People, people are like desperate yeah. to leave like San Antonio, Texas, and I think this is a cool place. Yeah, we're literally so, speaking to someone today. I said, "Oh yeah, I've been born here, lived here for eighteen years, and I can't wait to move." And I'm like, "What? Yeah, like, it's weird." Place. Yeah. Funny thing America is, you forget that you're on the other side of the world almost, mm. and like you'd be driving along sometimes at night and be like. Mm. That's, what we, I'm used, that's what we used like, to always say, wouldn't it? I'm We'd be America. driving like downtown yeah. at night and just be like, when sometimes America, you stop yeah. and you think this is mad. Oh, it was crazy. And I think now that I've been here five years now and um, I'll be here for the rest of my life and I don't know, it's just it's crazy. But I think, I think for the rest of my life I'll still go back to when I was 12, 13 and think, I can't remember like, going like, hope I want to live in America mm. when I'm older. Mm. And here we are. Yeah, exactly. We're all here both. So I suppose we should talk about really what allowed you to come to America in the first place, which was kind of football, wasn't it? Right. Really? Yeah, yeah definitely. Coming to play for the soccer team. Right. So when did you? How did you get into football? When did you start? Yeah. That so typical. I mean, typical English. Yep. British yeah. kid mm-hmm. grows up playing football. Exactly. Uh, same with Scotland and and Wales and England. The thing, the difference is Scotland and Don't Wales. Don't Northern Ireland, mate. If we're going to be political, yeah. <laughs> might as well do it all the way. Northern Ireland. Is Don't want to get political. <laughs> No, so we obviously grew up in Scotland watching maybe a little bit less quality than the standard English game not to chat shit about Scottish football but here we are mm. um, but I remember growing up talking um, going to the games with my dad so I support like a local team in Glasgow called Party Thistle so it's not your big Celtic and Rangers right it's just your, your small local club um, and that was my first memory of football you know soccer and I remember playing football young going to these young youth teams and playing growing up going out friends I love football man I loved football and then I, I, when I when I got to the age of 13 14 I started kind of looking at pathways of how to come to America mm-hmm. and I came across the like football scholarship at First Point USA which is the company I went through and so when I hit 18 um, I was thinking oh, I'll go to America and then I kind of thought oh, college oh, I don't really like that because I grew up I didn't really like education. Well, you didn't. You didn't enjoy school, did you? We've not, had chats yeah, before. Not really. I mean, I grew up by average. I don't know how you boys were, but I mean, I, th- I thought after high school that was it. You know, get in, get out, whatever. Mm. Um, and then my family worked. Well, my dad worked on the railway, so I was like, oh, you know, that's fucking that's good money. Like I was earning more money on the railway than a lot of my friends do now that have been through college and are in engineering. When I was eighteen on the railway. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't really turn it down. So you'd finished, you'd finished GCSEs. Mm-hmm. So you're 16 years old. You were 16 or 17, roughly. I, I was 17 going 18. 17 going 18. So then you add, uh, for the American listeners, you kind of you finish what we call high school about 16, 17. You take your end of year tests, and then you go on to what is junior and senior year here of high school. You go to more specific subjects, or you go to like vocational subjects. Like you learn a trade or you play a sport and, and you get qualification in that. So at that point, Scott obviously had decided he didn't want to do any of those things and he was just going to work full time. So at that point, you basically completely dropped education, didn't you? Yeah, I thought, nah. You work on the railway. Yeah, Were you still playing football for a side I on was, the weekend? Um, I was still playing football on the weekend. Um, 
my dad ran a team and I kind of they weren't that great. I kind of felt sorry for them in a way, and I thought oh, you know I'll go and help out mm. and. Like, I could help out, because I felt like I was, like, a decent player. player yeah. But anyway, so I, I did that on the weekend, but during the week, six days a week, I would, um, I started right after high school, right, so I started working the railway, because my dad was in it. And it was brutal, man. It was, like, six days a week, night shift, so it was, like, 10 p.m. to maybe 8 or 9 a.m., so it was, like, a good 11-hour shift. Jeez. And we would, I was a rope access technician, is what they say, so we would go on the cliff embankments, right, so obviously you got the railway running through, like, hills and cliffs, we would go down abseil, put mesh over to catch the rocks that have, like fall in the future. Yeah. Um, and that's what we do. It sounds cool, sounds whatever. <laughs> Basically, Scott was building yeah. all those bits. You wonder, how the fuck do they build them? Yeah. <laughs> how does someone what, put mesh exactly. with 7,000 tonne of rocks? One of them ones. But it was one of the ones where, you know, they are doing it 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in Scotland. Fucking cold, fucking you know. Cold, yeah. Raining. You're wet to the skin. There's drilling a hole and you're like after after a couple of months you're kind of thinking fuck so would you say like all that hard graft and stuff and obviously coming out of high school and then going straight into work would you say that built your like character of, so. of who you are now like would you say that's a massive portion of who yeah. you are yeah it's one of the things that you always look back on and I mean I'm only 25 but I look back on 6-7 years ago and think I could be worse. I could be. I, yeah. could, I could be hanging off a rope at two a.m. in the morning in Scotland when it's raining and well, drilling a hole into the. For me, when I think about you and like knowing you, <coughs> mate, for the last few years, I think like you've obviously told me about not doing that well in high school, not getting that good grades, going to work, and then you've obviously come to college, and where you are now, like about to go to med school, it's obviously like a complete flip around, something yeah, that not definitely. many people manage to do. Yeah. So that obviously those, those that period of grafting and realizing, you know what, this work is not actually what I wanted to do. It's almost like matured you to the point where you've taken education a bit more seriously. Because before, yeah. like you said in high school, you just go go to school, you fuck around with your mates and you get out. You don't really care about what yeah. you're doing. But there's two sides to that coin as well. Like it shows like it shows how hard working you are as a person to be able to go from one side of the spectrum to the other. But that not only says a lot about you, but would you say that also says a lot about in comparison the UK education system to the American education system? Like from your point of view how do you find in comparison between the two? Well, it's hard because I've, I've heard both sides. I've heard um, like the American education system is better and harder, but I've heard the English and, or the British system is harder. And I don't really know where I stand because I'm at the kind of point where in the British system of education, I never really tried that hard, so it's hard to kind of judge. But coming to America, I've obviously really worked hard. Yeah. Maybe not my first semester, but like after that, I worked extremely hard and I found it easy. But I don't know if that's just because I was working harder or just because it's a little bit easier over here. Mm. So I'm not really sure. Regardless of what happened, yeah. you can honestly say that like you're an inspiration to quite a lot of people to a certain extent, to, like I say, going from one side to the other. Like, right. So like, I remember you having a massive role in, I'd say, my freshman year here in terms of, because in my freshman year I struggled quite a bit with like just getting used to like the different type of workloads, right. different ways of learning the stuff. And I remember always speaking to you for advice and you helping drag me through. So like thank you for that as well. Oh, oh absolutely. But, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah, but on a serious note, like it's it says a lot about yourself being able to do that. So yeah. No, I mean, and again, my first semester wasn't great. I mean, we'll go into that a little bit later. But, and I'm, I, I was, I'd been where you have been, you know, so it's kind of yeah. like, I could see myself, I knew almost cringy, cliche, little, pro, little project. Little project, <laughs> we go, Joe Baker, come from Wales. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so like, I think my experience had kind of, 
Lovely, mate. Nice apple juice for Joe. Canned <laughs> apple juice. <laughs> Interesting choice. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. He, he, he's over 21, don't worry. <laughs> um, that apple juice has been fermented for a little while. <laughs> but no, one thing I would say definitely is like, um, when, when you touched on like the uh, UK education system compared to America, yep. we talked about it a little bit before, but in your sense, it's like really emphasised. Because like, however well you did at GCSEs, let's say you went through the typical UK education system, you pick your triple science, let's say your goal is medical, med school. As soon as you don't do that at GCSEs, it's a little bit tougher. Then from those results, you pick your A-level results. If you don't pick any sciences, mm-hmm. you're never going to be a doctor unless yep. you go back and do college and you yep. pay for it and it's not free. So like straight away, you quitting at secondary school and, and going to the railways, like, you're done. Like You're never going to be a doctor in the UK. And as soon as you come to America, you have that chance mm-hmm. to pick whatever degree you want. Yep. And I, I had that like really like strange moment when I decided to come here because... I've done my A-levels, and there was like certain things I could do at university if I went, like I applied to do geography and I applied to do a couple of business things like back home. But here, you enroll and they say, what degree do you want to do? Like anything, what do you want to do? At that point, you're like, oh shit, like, I can do whatever I want. So you, you basically just get like that button to reset because of the difference between our systems. So I would say to anyone that is thinking about coming to America, Start, like, not to say don't worry about it. Even if you can't but... quite get the grades, like, I know I was at an engineering standpoint, and realistically, like, if you wanted to get into any engineering schools in England, you needed at least an AA level, which some people get, some people don't get. I know a lot of people get a lot better than that, and a lot of people get worse than that. And so, like, it's, it's quite different for the engineering out here, especially because only really the big schools do it. But for stuff like, like Scott, there was some medical, medical stuff. In England, you're really looking at double A star A, yeah. which is probably top 3% of students, not that's, even that. That's why Scott's story is like so unique, because it's like at that age, you weren't like mature enough or invested in education enough to even make that decision. Do you know what I mean? Like you're 15 or 16, you're making a decision of what your future's yeah. gonna be, and you had a completely different idea, and America's right. giving you the opportunity to suddenly now become a doctor. I mean, it's a fucking crazy concept to think at 15, you have a counsellor going, Joe, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? Yeah. I got asked that question, I was like, football player? I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. And they go, right, come on, son. And you think, well, I'm 15, what, the, what do you want to answer, you know? Like, going off that, I'm like, I'm 21 now, and I still have a fucking, like, yeah, I have my degree in what I'm doing, but do I really know what I want to do? Does anyone really know what they want to do? And I don't think they do. I mean, and I think I think that's the problem is people expect you to know or think you should know at such a young age. But I mean, it's not, it's not a bad thing to not know. If you're thirty or forty and you still don't really want to figure it out, go for it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I think. I think as well. Like personally, from my viewpoint, the difference between GCSEs and A levels, like it's only two years, but that comes quick. Oh, it comes. And like quick. you finish your GCSEs, you're you're mucking about, you're fucking about. You've done five, six, seven GCSEs. I did. 10, sorry, self. <laughs> but like, and then out of nowhere, you've got to pick your three subjects. And these three subjects, if you go through the English university system, they are the three that you stick to. Like, for me, I did physics, maths, and DT. That was very engineering-based. Like, I could only really do a science or an engineering course with those three degrees. Yeah. Like, let's say, if you want to do medical science, you've got to do either chemistry, biology, and maybe maths. So like, whatever A-levels you choose is really the career path you're going down. Yeah. And they don't actually, they give you the summer, but it's quite quick. So I, I distinctly remember <laughs> coming back in and they go, oh, by the way, UCAS deadline's in two months. You've got to do this, 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 and this. And you're like, shit. Yeah. I've not even thought about what I want to do. And now I've got two months to decide it all. 
And so, like, they're having that opportunity. Like Scott says, like, I'm not saying you wouldn't have done well on your A-levels, but people that necessarily didn't either choose the A-levels they wanted to do or they had changed their heart, being able to come out here and do a course that they actually love and want to do, that opportunity is, like, amazing. It's so invaluable that you don't get mm. back home. And that's what I was going to say. So if I was going to say one difference, major difference between the, the UK and America is opportunity here mm. blows the UK out of the war 100%. I mean, if I could go back in 10 years from now and show my what I got finishing high school, and then maybe in 10 years from now, be like, but I turned to be a doctor. Mm. Well, you told, story, like, you told me like a classic story about uh, what your teacher your teacher had said something to you like that, didn't they? Yeah. Something about like when you'd asked them what you wanted to do and then just laughed. Yeah. And you think like where you are now. No, exactly. I was like, um, my last year in high school, they were like, oh, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I think I might want to go to America, play soccer and go to college. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like, you know, are you joking type? And I was like, and then even just seeing that little couple of seconds of pause and being like, oh, you could, I mean, that shoots you down straight away. Mm. Well, it depends. Like, like, it, it goes one of two ways. It either shuts you down yeah. and you're completely, completely disheartened mm-hmm. or you're literally motivated as fuck to go yeah, prove something. Exactly. Wrong. I mean, at the time, I was like, oh, he's he's like, like I think he's right. Mm. But then, obviously, a year, two years later, you, you kind of, it's motivation now, obviously. Yeah. I think as well that like, helps in sport, especially in, like a golf team where, like, golf's one of the only sports where your results, like, uh, measurable so well like soccer you have stats but it doesn't make save like you have 10 shots straight at you you have 10 saves that match yeah that's, that's one guy that's puts it. one in the top corner and you miss it and that's the only save you have none like yeah. it, the stats aren't good but a sport like golf especially if it's six in a team this is college high school whatever if you miss the team that motivates you to put in that little bit extra work and then after the amount of people I know back at high school he just missed the team and then beat more than half the team you're like yeah well yeah. it just shows it just shows and that's the same whether it's like academically for you I imagine yeah exactly it's, I mean but I mean I, I feel like I recovered well I mean I'm going to Mexico next year um, even coming over to America for the first time Joe said in the last podcast when if you or not the last podcast the third podcast with Diego he was saying if you don't make it after your first semester mm. you're not going to make it and I mean I didn't my first semester in America shit I mean I mm. came over here so you were you went to you were in Tennessee I was in Tennessee semester, yeah. I, I was in Tennessee in, in a college right between Memphis and Nashville but for, middle of nowhere from what you told me you did really well football wise oh, your yeah. first year didn't you yeah you made like a freshman first team or conference first it was a freshman team of the year mm. and then all tournament team of the year for the southern states at centre back at centre back yeah was this NAIA? Or? NAIA, yeah. Um, and I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, I came with America thinking, you know, Americans don't play soccer. They don't, you know, it's, it's like their fifth sport. I thought I was going to come out and rock it. And I came here and I was like, oh shit, there's pretty good players out here, you know? <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, I'm probably one of the worst players in starting 11. But I feel like that kind of pushed me to try harder and kind of, you know, from my yeah. body. But centre back, you don't really need to be that skillful. Yeah. You just kind of need to kick people and, you know. Not when you've got a body like yours. Don't <laughs> <laughs> calm down, boy. He's married, Josh. He's married. Oh, he's a married man, I know. Um, he's off yeah. the transfer market. <laughs> Alone, maybe? Alone, <laughs> deal. Couple <laughs> nights from the start. <laughs> calm down there, boy. Hope the ladies and listen. <laughs> No, I hope, um, no. So my first semester was terrible. Totally focused on soccer. Not to focus at all. I didn't know what I would do. I wasn't, I didn't have a major. I was like undecided. 
I think my first semester I got a D in algebra and I got three Bs in like history, English and I don't even remember, I don't even remember what it was. Um, and then that Christmas I went home, I think it was 2015. Spent Christmas at home, got to January and I was thinking, oh fuck, you know, I, I need to go back and play soccer, good, but study college, fuck. And then I went home, I was like, nah, I don't want to do this. And you mean you never went back? Never, never came went back. back here. Yeah, never yeah. went back. So my, after my first semester, I went home, didn't come back. I was like, nah. I went back to work in the railway again, and then yeah, a lot changed from that from that one year from going home in January or December and staying from January until the next year. Mm, so you basically went high school, work on the railway. Yep. Realised you didn't want to do that. Go to America for one semester. Do pretty well at soccer, but terrible school. Mm -hmm. And then you went back for that f that that first month when you go back. The first month we were talking on the other podcast is the hardest one, I think. Oh, yeah. Because you spent your first three or four ever months away from your family. You're missing everyone a lot. Yeah. You go back, Christmas, great time of the year. And then you get just past Christmas, New Year, and you start thinking, right, I've got to go back. And you, at that point, you were like, no, I'm not going no, back. I'm and back. then you went back to work on the railway. Yep. It was three three days before I returned in January. I was like, nah. You guys have scared me. I've still got this first <laughs> January to come <laughs> up. He's worried. Like, no, no pressure, Ken. No pressure. <laughs> no, 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 no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> JB might not make season no, two. No, I can't, boys. I have to. For, just for British Abroad, I have to be here in January, boys. Oh, you yeah. will. But to I be will. fair, I, will. I, I mean, no, no names, I'm not naming anyone or anything, but I mean, the people I was with in that college didn't really get on well. Didn't get on well. I mean, it wasn't like bad, it was just kind of like, yeah. don't really, like I wouldn't text that's them. So much, that's so much of it when you're that right. far away from home is making mates. Though. For sure. Because my first year, I was, I was just really lucky that I'd made some good mates and obviously we'll, we'll get on towards that and a bit of how I met you and how yeah. I met James and a few other people. I had Lewis in my first year who was right. English on the golf team, so I'd see him every day, yeah. chill with him, and that, that is a really important part of it. Like. I think that's helped me a lot. Like, you guys on the podcast, the golf team, everyone else, like, I could name, I could go for many names that have helped me go through this. I know, like, if it wasn't for you guys, without making it all soppy, and I don't want you crying, Joe, if it wasn't for you guys, <laughs> if it was sensitive, <laughs> if it wasn't for you guys, it would be a very different experience, and I, thanks for that, guys. Thanks for that, guys. Yeah. You know what? Well, little, it, Joe, do you want a tissue? <laughs> of course I wouldn't cry. <laughs> well, it's funny, because it's, it's a little bit of, like, uh, what Joe and Scott were talking about earlier, like, being on the same team and looking out for each other. Like, I had that from Lewis in my first year, and I've tried to give that a little bit to you and just like kind of look after you give you a bit of an advice help you with homework shit like that <laughs> exactly so, yeah you need mates out here to look after well, you because like everyone sees back home like it, it's that age of social media where like you post something it looks sick do you know what I mean like oh he's sick he's in America whatever but you don't see occasionally like it's fine to live the American dream and be having like great fun you still have a bad day do you know what I mean but you, you know what it's home mean, like it's, it's not like the biggest difference for that Right, so no matter where you are in England, you're six hours, or in Scotland, probably in Wales, or even smaller, but in England, you're probably six hours from home. So, like, Max. yes, yeah, you spend weeks away, but if you've got a bad weekend, you've had a bad week, you just get in the car home. Like, here, you, if you have a bad week, you're forced to be here. Like, you're, you're forced to talk yeah, to your mates. Exactly, and, like, it helps that Josh is here, like, Joe, like, we're in the same position, we can't go anywhere. So, like, we've always got each other to do things with on the weekend. Mm. Like, I think that helps. But equally, like, a lot of Americans here, even though they, they do stay over and they're residents here, they'll go back every weekend, every other weekend, guaranteed. Mm. Yeah, I know that. That's like, you're an off that as well, so obviously it fits well with the name of our podcast. Like, we are Brits abroad. 
and I feel like no matter really? what, no matter what, no matter what. <laughs> college, Is that what it's called? No matter. Also, first Brit on your as a guest on your show. Yeah, hey, yeah. Oh, here we go. First ever Brit. No no matter, we got Scotland takes off now. <laughs> no matter what happens, I feel like whatever college you go to, uni, whatever. They'll always be there for you, regardless. And I feel like that it's a, it's an unwritten rule almost because they, like you said earlier, they understand what you're going through. If you're a freshman, sophomore, junior, or senior, or super senior in some cases, you'll always be there for each other. You have each other's backs, regardless. So I feel like that's always a nice little comforting thing. Like I can't imagine like with Scott and James, if I'm if I'm correctly, you were the first Brits at this college, so it was slightly harder for you than it is for us. Like how did you two cope with that? Would you say? To feel leaned on each other. Yeah. That's the only thing. Like I remember every day, every night, it would be like me and him just chilling, watching TV, watching bullshit. On the weekend, having a drink, having a chat, whatever, you know, and that's it. We're, we're in the same situation. And, I mean, nothing... I think I think the problem is when you talk to a lot of American people, you've got something in common, but it's not the same as when you're with somebody from your own country or yeah. your own you know area in the world. And I think that's what we kind of relied on, just each other we knew... Like inside jokes, little things like that. Yeah. You know, just the little things that help. And him being my roommate, it was he. I mean, he was actually the reason. Shout out to James Halpin, by the way. Good lad. <laughs> legend. Back in, back in, legend. Back in, back in Liverpool. <laughs> Constant <laughs> um, listener of the podcast. Absolute G. <laughs> <laughs> he he was one of the main reasons that I came to San Antonio, and then we were roommates. And no, that's good. He's actually coming to my wedding. He's going to be a groomsman. In three months. Yes. Lovely. So carrying on for that, I think it's good that I follow on, that I actually tell one of the main reasons why I actually came actually. to this college, and it was because of Scott. Because basically what happened was uh, I was deciding between a few universities, I had a couple of offers. Oh, sorry. And the, the, <laughs> <laughs> big man, big man. man. <laughs> you know how it is. He was setting the terms. <laughs> he, he offered the scholarship. Hey, you contact me. <laughs> I want a good scholarship, I want everything. No nice room, no nice board. But no, uh, it was between two in the end, and obviously the college that I'm currently at, it, that was one of them. And I remember speaking to Scott, great conversation and everything. Uh, got to learn a lot about the place and stuff, but like one thing I would put it down to was the location of the place and obviously the people around it. And yeah, Scott sold me a dream, and I've never looked back since. So I mean, I knew when well, I knew talking to you that I mean, being here, being in my previous college and coming here, I was like, this is like if you can come to somewhere like this in San Antonio, in the middle of San Antonio, yeah. NAI. You gotta come, you know. There's not many. There's not many colleges in the middle of a city. It's like funny. This. It's funny how all this like networking and stuff happens because like literally the exact same thing happened to me and Josh. Yeah. Like got in contact with me and said, "Oh no, I've had enough of." Or Arnie, I think first said to me, our coach said, "Look, um, looking at another English guy. He's also called Josh." I said, "Fuck off! I don't. Want that. <laughs> I don't want to Josh." I want to be Josh. He felt threatened. <laughs> yeah, I felt threatened. I said, "No, I'm not speaking to him." <laughs> no, he said, "Oh." And, and, then, and then Josh told me, "See, you know, Josh playing said, ah, I'm all right." <laughs> <laughs> He's never seen me play. I, 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 see, like, I see it. I see so, it. Is. Yeah, so, um, he was like, Look, can you have a phone call with Josh and his mum? Just kind of give him a chat. Just be honest about it. Like, well, his mum coming as well. <laughs> yeah, mate. Get it <laughs> But yeah, so um, same thing. Just had a chat. Just was honest. And, and that was the same thing. I kind of. I don't think this school sells enough the location. Especially no, for, especially no, for international. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Because I was the same. The other two places I'm looking at, middle of nowhere, it was going to snow in the winter, and I was just like, nah, it's not for me. And like, the, literally, the main reason I chose San Antonio was weather and location. Yeah. And I think that's overlooked because 
the people that are here are from here. Do you know what I mean or not? Yeah. Like, they just used that. They think that's a normal. It's not. But I not think everywhere is what in was actually city. good with Josh is he was honest. Like he didn't say, "Oh yeah, it's all good. It's all amazing. This we love this, love that." If I asked him something, it wasn't good. He was like, "Mate, if I'm honest, it ain't the best." But there's this, this, and this, mm. and like, boys, you know what I've realised. We've, been, we've got all soppy. People are going to actually think we have feelings. I know. What's there's happened not to been, us? There's not been anything that has to be edited out of this podcast so far. Which is well, well. been half an hour. We haven't listened to anything. I haven't offended anyone. But no, the, the, Scott, uh, the talk that Scott gave to me, I've literally given to so many people now about trying to come. It's yeah. just like, are you looking for a party school? Yeah. It's not the one for you, then, mate. Oh, like, we made the most of it. Like, you mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible. No. Part, like, parties in terms of big parties on campus, like, yeah. what, like what Diego was talking about, Blue Mountain State. Look, that's <laughs> right. no chance. It's not <laughs> out, right? yeah. But nah, if you've got your right mates around you, you've got, you're in a city, so you make your own nights out, yeah. and you can do it. Like Yeah, like we're, we're actually um, another app produced for Joe. We're actually going out about 20 minutes after this, and we're just yeah. going to Uber downtown. Ten minutes. Yeah, the free, the, the free um, apple juices are flowing on the. Joe's had about four already. Definitely. I mean, the thing about America and college life is what you make of it. Oh, that's what like if you're like a good fun person, you can have a good time. If you're boring as fuck, yeah. I think we're you know. like knowing you guys, we're all very extroverted. Like we all we all can get on with like most people. No, I'm nervous. I'm shy. Bro, that is such a <laughs> lie. It's the Pope Catholic, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> nah, but we're all quite extroverted. We all can have a laugh. We all speak to people, and I think that helps. That's quite vital out here. Because rule of thumb, what I got... Uh, Trump. To- rule of thumb. Rule of thumb. Cheers, Diego. Why, we just some English slag for you. <laughs> My freshman uh, year, I managed to get roommates with two seniors and a junior. Uh, it was George, Pablo, and Isaac. Obviously, all older than me. And one thing I learned and that they, they taught me was you only really come to meet your real friends in your, like, junior, maybe senior year. Like, you falling on your feet freshman year, finding a good group of people. Well, you're, oh, you're just flattering yourself, though, aren't you? Yeah, yeah you've well, met some great yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, like, so well, you're yeah, good yeah. friends for now, mate, but I'll tell you what, you've only got, you're on about your last straw at the minute, kid. I'm all right, I'm all right. <laughs> Why, because I keep giving you shit about where your hairline's gone and shit. <laughs> My man's living offside, no VAR needed. <laughs> you want a free trip tomorrow, kid? Exactly. <laughs> you'll just be sat across the oh, other side. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. But no, you're lucky my legs are short and they can't reach you. It's <laughs> not the only thing that's short. Hey. <laughs> but no, it is hard to make uh, genuine friends, I feel like. One thing I've learned is that some Americans are just fake as fuck. Like, they won't tell you how it is. Or you slow down before you slag them off anymore. we got to keep our listeners on the podcast, all right? Oh, yeah, sorry. Americans are great. Yeah. So that's only in, like, <laughs> make, 18% Make America great again. No, it's <laughs> the Barry Town Massive. Oh, we haven't looked at the analytics. I can't lie. So we had um, uh, one listen from Ghana. From Ghana? I have no idea how. Anybody mates from Ghana? Are you being serious? Yeah. Fucking Christ. I mean, that's the random thing. You get a friend request from from Ghana as well. So, you'd obviously done your first semester in America, you'd gone back to the railway, and then how did that then end up you coming back to America again? So basically, I mean, it was by pure luck, chance, fate, whatever you want to call it. Went back, worked on the railway, started in January, worked up until about June. And then my sister was getting married, my older sister, I've got three sisters. So she was getting married um, in Mexico, in Cancun. Mm-hmm. So there was like 50 family members, friends, all flying over to Mexico, 12 hour flight, brilliant man, it's like such a good time. So London, Mexico, everything's great, all inclusive hotel, class, you know, can't get better than that. Yeah. Anyway, so we're there for about a week. So we were there for two weeks overall, but a week in, whatever, had the wedding, then they left to go to Las Vegas, 
to honeymoon party, whatever. But we, me, and some, a lot of our family stayed there. Anyway, I've actually got a video of it. It's kind of funny. It will be on Instagram. Uh, it will be on Instagram. So <laughs> if you you probably watched the video by now, hopefully. And this is this is the story. So anyway, it was like one night, five six o'clock, and it was like stormy. So it was lightning, thunder, and it was like pissing down rain, you know. And for some reason, I thought, you know what, that plunge pool out in the balcony, I think I can jump that. <laughs> <laughs> Why that? Jump, did you jump that or step, step that? True, true. I, I jumped it for a laugh, you know. <laughs> I could have stepped it. <laughs> but anyway, so I've got this in video, and I'm thinking, I can jump that. But I didn't, I didn't know do the calculations right in my head, because you jump it, it's about five, six foot, and then... What I didn't really account for is the eight foot drop after the pool <laughs> on a wet, rainy night. Was it infinity pool or something? Wet, rainy night, you're stoked. It wasn't quite a rainy pool, but... It, it was a small cool. edge. Yeah, small edge. Anyway, so, wet, rainy night, may school, eight foot drop onto grass, which is wet. We can do that. We can do the multiplication there. <laughs> I don't really add up. And, and when you get out your book and you get on right. trigonometry, right. better trigonometry, bones will be broken, <laughs> and bones were broken. So I jumped over, landed not in the pool, then jumped down. And if you in the video, if you've seen it, I look like fucking Spider-Man. I'm up like this. And then in my head, they can't see you. <laughs> but you boys can see me. I'm up like Spider-Man, and I look down below eight foot. And in my head, it's like slow motion. I'm like, did it feel like a lot higher than eight foot? Like not city. really, because uh, I didn't really think about it. It was all not really because he's like fifteen foot tall. Yeah, true. Then so I was dropping, and I was like, fuck, fuck, it's wet, it's wet. And I landed, and my legs and body went one way, and my ankle went the other, and then, and I was like, fuck, fuck. You know, I was like, oh my. It definitely hurt, <laughs> but I didn't think I'd broken my leg. Okay, so it didn't snap, but it fractured. Mm, bad enough. So it was like a healing fracture, but it was like like a like an L shape, right? So it wasn't ideal. So I stood up like fuck. You know, you know, you know that way when you know something's wrong. Yeah. And you know you fucked up. Yeah, but but I mean, you just been you just been punching your chest, getting your adrenaline going. Exactly. So the, the adrenaline. Exactly. <laughs> so you didn't really feel yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really feel it. But you looked so, down. What do you mean? Oh, you're lagging right shit. No, at, at the time it was fine, it wasn't snapped, it was it was alright, so I was like, but yeah. like I was hobbling and I was like, I stood back up, turned to everyone, kind of looked over the pool and was like, everyone was like, <gasps> and I was like, I ain't What, so you could look over the top of this? Well, no, I was about to no, 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 no. <laughs> I'd walked back, or, you know, anyway, yeah, yeah, went yeah. back, looked at them and they were like, <gasps> and I was like, I think I broke my leg. And I was like, so I went, went back to my room, sat there, for an hour, just kind of thing. Fuck, I, I broke, like, I mean, imagine breaking your leg in Mexico. Mm. It's not, it's not, it's, it's not, not ideal. ideal. <laughs> it's definitely not it's, ideal. It's not on the to-do list. Oh, no. I mean, but I mean, you know what? I've checked it off my bucket list, so, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Mate, that's a weird bucket list if you're breaking your leg in Mexico, but I mean, very specific. <laughs> I'll tell you something, best thing could ever happen to me. Yeah, it's, you, this, is, this is mental, this bit. You, you, I've heard the story yeah. a few times, but it's just it come, ridiculous. It comes later, though. It kind of comes together. Well, I'm back to my room, about an hour later, I looked at my ankle, it was massive, and it was blue, black, it was fucked. And I was like, oh, I'm in Mexico, I'm like, I'm still going to go out for dinner, I'm still going to go out for a drink. So I'm hobbling. I'm still going to get pissed. I hobbled to the Chinese. So Good, lad. <laughs> Good lad. Good lad. Scottish, in the blood and all that, you know. Hobbled to the um, the restaurant, and I was like, no, I can't, this is too painful. 
So they had to bring a fucking wheelchair, mate. <laughs> the staff had to bring a wheelchair. Because I couldn't walk anymore. Two people had to push him. <laughs> I got in the wheelchair. I mean, and I was... I mean, <laughs> I made it work. <laughs> so they got, they got in the wheelchair and they were like, pushed me through the restaurant, looking like a fucking... You know, whatever. I got to, got to the lobby. <laughs> went through the lobby and people are just looking at me, kind of thinking... What is this guy all about? And obviously, I'm kind of a big person, Scottish. People kind of recognise me. He's like, oh, Scott, what happened? Anyway, so next day... So I did a double backflip over an infinity. I know, sadly. Nearly landed it, but you right. it. Call me the fucking legend, all right? <laughs> no, so the next day is kind of when the magic happened, as you say. So, I was by the pool, and then sitting there, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking pretty lethargic, I've got a broken ankle, it's all black, my leg's black from the knee down. But you were, you were in Mexico, so you... I was in Mexico, so you still, yeah. you still go with the floor, you know. You were soaking up rays and... Soaking up rays, you know, getting the fucking vitamin D, all that shit. Paid all that money, and I'm Paid all that money, I'm, exactly. It's all inclusive. Right. Mango margaritas have got to be sunk. Mm. Broken exactly. Ankle, <laughs> if you're not going to drink them, who is, let's be honest? One ankle, two ankles, three ankles, who gives a fuck? We're going to party. We can't break it. There's no ankle in your third leg, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't have you, boys. I've got a third leg. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so the day after I broke my leg, right, I went in um, to the pool, kind of hobbling around, and this older lady comes over, this big puffy hair, blonde hair, and she's like, like, hello, an American accent, she's like, what happened to your leg? And I was, I, I jumped over her, well, actually, no, I, I didn't tell her that, I was like, oh, I slipped, you know, playing, you know, I slipped last slipped night, I hurt my ankle. Um, she was like, I ain't near bother, bullshit. Um, you have been abused, I thought you slept, fuck. slipped. So, um, and she was like, oh, okay, like, I'll have a good day, I hope you're all right. And she actually took a selfie with me, I've, I've got a selfie on my phone as well. Anyway, comes back an hour later and goes, come over here, son, come over here, meet my, meet my son-in-law. Um, he's a doctor. And I was kind of thinking, you know, free, free, free doctors, boy. Uh, free healthcare. Free healthcare, can't be, you know. <laughs> so I walk over, and this guy's kind of sitting there, kind of thinking, like, looking at me, like, uh, you know, like, he's on holiday, he's really much dealing with this, but his mother in law kind of put him up to it. So he, he plays the part, I play the part, you know, mother walks away, or mother in law walks away. Happy ending. Sell <laughs> 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 <Settle> down, boy. <laughs> um, yeah. It was his first leg he did a check over, I'm not the other one. <laughs> so, That's why it wasn't very long. <laughs> Settle down again. <laughs> no, so I met, um, met this guy called Alan, Dr. Truax, and um, sat, he was looking at my leg and he was like, if you can walk on it, it's probably not broken, but again, without an x ray MRI, can't tell. And then two of his daughters walk over, Allegra my now wife mm-hmm. and um, her sister, Camilla, and um, I kind of thought, hello. Hello, I should do. I'm sure his leg fixed himself. I should do. And I popped up, did a few fucking oh. skips. So I've no. heard uh, you can kiss it better. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was uh, longer? The third leg or the other two when you saw her? The third leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so I met her um, and then I mean, whatever, leg, legs, the back, so now. So we, we started talking, it was actually Euro 2020? No, no, 2016. That was this year. That was 
So yeah, we got we met her. She did not like. Who? 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 Sorry. Oh, alone. Okay. <laughs> so no, twenty sixteen. So you know, I was watching that, whatever. So she, we only had like at this point two more days before we both left. Mm. We started hanging out in, in the day, went snorkeling, went out like walked on the beach, all that crap. Still this one broken ankle, so I was fucking holding. Like, you were I was, I was doing a shift and I was in Walking on sand with a broken ankle, not ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. <laughs> but did the job, you know. And um, after two days of talking, we you married her. <laughs> you move quickly. Not quite. It has so to be done. We went our separate ways. Whatever. I went back to Scotland. Still not in college. She went back to San Antonio, where we are now. And um, we. I mean, the funny thing was, I kind of thought, you know, that's it. It is what it is. Two, both for two days. Holiday, holiday romance. Right. So I flew back twelve hours. I had messages on Instagram. Facebook, every social media, friend request, and I was kind of thinking, oh, okay. Is she making the move, eh? She was making the move. Good on you, Lyra. Love you, girl. <laughs> um, and I was kind of thinking, okay, good. So I started talking over um, Messenger a little bit, and then she was like, oh, do you want to FaceTime? And I was kind of thinking, oh, bit of a ball ache, you know? <laughs> You're thinking this is my fourth girl tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fell down by. <laughs> um, no, so she, we started FaceTiming, and uh, I mean, I was like, I mean, six hours difference as well. So obviously, Scotland is six hours ahead of America. Mm. So, twelve o'clock in the at night, in the morning, is six p.m. over here. So, and it wasn't great. Anyway, we started doing it, and I would stay up till six a.m. the next day, and it'd be twelve o'clock at night for her, and then we'd both go to sleep. Yeah, sure. So I was like, that's commitment. I was, I was, and I was, you know, it was rough, but then. We started, like, we really got on well. We started talking to our parents and we got on well as well. And about a month after med school, I got a call and she was like, it was a leg and she was like, so, um, got a question for you. And I was like, what's up? And she said, do you want to come to America? And I was like, what? She's like, my, my dad will buy your flight if you want to come to America. And I was kind of thinking, where do we find these girls? Trust <laughs> <laughs> me, it gets better. <laughs> Scott was like, fuck. The longer this story goes on, the more jealous you get. The <laughs> trust me. Before we go any further, though, can yeah. I ask you an go honest question? Yeah, go for it. At that point where you went home after the holiday, yeah. did you honestly think anything else was going to come from it? Uh, if I was at that point, was going to pay any money, I thought we'd go home, we'd speak for a week, and then I'd probably never hear from her again. Okay. Mm. If she was in Scotland, though, would you have thought, maybe? Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, so there mean, was something I mean, there, just the distance. The distance, I mean, it's, it's just not, I mean, I wasn't living in America at the time because I, I left college, my first yeah. semester, and then come back. Mm. It didn't really make sense to then come back to America, and it just didn't really make sense at the time. So, no, I, I, I mean, I thought we were going to speak for a couple of days. And, and uh, never, that, that, never. that makes this story even more crazier, yeah. in my opinion. Like, and, what but full credit to our parents, though, because, I mean, that takes, I mean, they tell me now, oh, we, we, we seen you were a great guy and all that. Which is great. I'm glad they've seen that. But still, but I mean, that's a big move I mean, to yeah. buy my flight paying, one month. They're paying wedge. They're paying like, wedge. That's wedge yeah. to get you out there. I'm just like, and that's an expensive flight to get from England or Scotland or Wales. Especially, especially after America. the guy, he's only checked out your ankle. He doesn't have a nose. I know. That's like gorgeous ankle, there, boy. <laughs> my girlfriend. Oh shit, it's a door, isn't it? I'm gonna stick you on. Mate, 2016. They could have put a, a couple of grand in Bitcoin, you know, and it would be fucking flying. <laughs> right, Joel. I think I was a better investment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for you, yes, please. I wish you were a few million. <laughs> but, um, 
So I came, and then I came over to America a month later after med school, and so you just came for a month to visit. Just so, so, well, it was one month after med school. I came to San Antonio for a week. Yeah, spend time with her and her family. It'd be rude not to. Joe back, Joe back in apple cider. Sorry, sorry. Apple, it's apple juice, apple juice mate. We don't drink alcohol. Uh, here, it's now 10.30pm. He's moved on the world, OK? <laughs> I, I was reluctant because I didn't want to interrupt the story. <laughs> but carry on, sorry. Yeah. Fair, the first so, yeah. apple juice he had, he did wait a good 10 minutes for a pause before he opened it. <laughs> I was just like, right, let's not be too rude. We have a, we have a guest. Got to see him well. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a long, long story, you know. Um, we, look, we got a long, long time. The okay. views are engaged at this point. Right, so. I know you are. Well, <laughs> so I, I came over from America. And that one in Ghana. We know you're there. <laughs> <laughs> so I came over to America, right? Um, the visit, like, I was in San Antonio. It was brilliant, and we went out to restaurants. We were going out like, to the bars. It was, like, the best week. And we kept talking, kept talking. And then eventually I was kind of to the point where I was thinking either I stay in Scotland, work on the railway, I work a night shift the rest of my life and, you know, like, I was thinking damage to my body, it wasn't, like, it wasn't easy work, it was brutal. Or, go to America and go back to college. Mm. And it was one of the moments where it's like, I mean... Well, that's, I, that's another great thing about American College. Like, you drop it and you pick it up whenever exactly, you want. You've exactly. done these hours, but, mm-hmm. you know, you've got X amount of hours to finish. Exactly. Pick up whatever age, whenever you want. Like, the sports side of it is a little bit more confusing, but... In general education, you just pick up and you restart from where you left off. So. Exactly. And the, the thing with my parents at the time, they never went to college, never did anything. They seen me in high school do very bang average. They seen me to come to college for a semester, fail, and then I go, oh, I met this girl from San Antonio, I want to go back to college. And my mum went, nah, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You know, what? It, it's been 20 years, you've spent 20 years of your life and you've not really proved that you want to do education. Why, why do you want to go back? And again, that's another motivation, like the teacher back in I think high school. I think that's different motivation, though. It's I mean, definitely parents, more. It's different. It's yeah. more, it's more motivation. It's like kind of thinking, fuck, you know? I mean, I don't think, like, the, if my mum, the little thing, just being like a little bit of doubt, the first moment of doubt you feel from your parents in your life, it's like massive, you know? Yeah. Um, I was like, you know what? And at the time, actually, I told her maybe I'd go back to America and go into healthcare, become a physician's assistant, and she was kind of thinking, yeah, but I mean, be like, come what, on, what's this kid being smoking? Come on. At this point, he's got some juices. And I'd learned a lot from her, Allegra's dad. It was, it was him that really inspired me to go into medicine, to be honest. I mean, it was, it was the whole family. Mm. But again, I mean, when you grew up in Scotland, you do... Because Allegra's... Father and yeah. mother are both doctors, aren't they? No, no, sorry. So Allegra's dad is a radiologist, a doctor, right? right? Yeah. Her mother was a lawyer. Ah. So very successful family. Yeah. And um, it was from him, talking to him, what, like, great guy, like, one of the best men I've ever met in my life. And he was like, you can, you, he was the first person to tell me, you know, you can do more. I was kind of thinking, nah, mm. He had more, the, the funny thing is, they had more faith in me than I had in myself. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of weird. But Americans are like that. Exactly. Which, so is, which, is such a good, which is such a good thing to it's have. Right. They're so confident in themselves and they're so confident about trying to push you on to do better. Do you know what I mean? I think that's one downfall of the UK. I'm not saying that's not that's a, like why some people aren't successful. I think it's a lot of just putting each other down. I no real yeah, ambition. I completely agree with that. Like it, when you're in school, you get taken the piss out of doing well. Yep. Do you know what I mean? It's exactly. just not like that here. Mm-hmm. People push you on yeah. and you get places. 
Well, it's also anyway passionate speech over. <laughs> no, 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 you should be a public speaker, mate. <laughs> Dive every point. Oh, I have won a debate competition. Oh, sorry. Again, quick side note: in the UK, if, you, if you're not if you're not like fucking level, if you're not Einstein by seventeen, sixteen, okay, you're, you're forgotten about. Yeah. You, but in America, you can be 25, 26, you can be fucking forty, fifty, and people are still going to medical school at fifty, mm. and they've had like the same similar school stories, but they're fifty. Do you know what I mean? It's, they, they definitely have more opportunity over here, mm. which I love. But, so going back to our family, really pushed me on for um, medicine. I told my mum, like, let me go, go into medicine. And she's kind of like, you know, standard, no, don't do it, don't do it. Anyway, against my parents' wishes, beliefs, whatever, I was like, nah, I'm going to go back out. I think, I, th- I thought... If I don't go back out, I will regret this for the rest of my life. Okay, I failed my first semester. Big fucking what? Who cares? Everyone fails, you know? Mm. So, second semester, you know, I'm going to go back and prove them wrong, prove everyone wrong. Came back out. I went back to my college in Tennessee. So, I was still long distance from Allegra at this point. Um, and went back to college. We were long distance, whatever. First semester back, um, smashed it. Straight A's. And it was like one of the moments where you kind of get down this semester, you get straight A's, and you think, fucking hell. All, all you need to do is try. Yeah. yeah. All you need to do is study a little bit. Just put a bit of effort. Put a bit of effort. And then um, one more semester again, straight A's. And then that was the point where I met James. Yeah. Not met James, but started You played thinking. against him, didn't you? I played against him in, in um, Nationals. Mm-hmm. Um, and they beat us 4 1. There you go, James. Shout out, brother. Right. <laughs> um, they beat us 4 1. Anyway, so after that, he moved to San Antonio, and then I was like, I didn't even San Antonio. Like, you can only be long distance so long. And we've been long distance at two years at this point. It's a long time to be long distance. Two years long distance is, is rough, man. You go, you go through ups and downs. I mean, anyone that's been through long distance, you know that is rough. I, d- I, man- I managed to do nine months, and I was fucking... Yeah, that's oh, what I did. I did nine months. Mine was over COVID as well, so even though it was only three hours, it felt like a lot more because there was no way we could see mm-hmm. each other because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was hard, bro. And it's like, it's not exactly that you don't trust them, but... Knowing they're seeing people you've never met, going out with people you've never met is a bit like. I never like I look. I luckily I never had that issue. The only issue I had was distance and just not seeing them. Like, that was great. Like FaceTime can only do so much. Like you seeing your parents over FaceTime, it can only do. Like you want, you just yeah. want to see them, man. It's fucking. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, see, I mean, family being different from anyone that you love is is rough. Fucking right, it's rough. And the two years apart from Allegra, I mean. I, I almost think it makes the relationship stronger in a way. That'd be cliche, cringe, whatever. I mean, you, you gotta go through a lot of shit for two years long distance, you know. Mm. Eventually, started emailing people, um, um, coaches at different universities, and then eventually I got an offer to come down to San Antonio. I was like, yes, this is it. Came down to San Antonio, and then ever since then it's been brilliant. I've been in San Antonio for three years now. Mm. Does Allegra go to the same college as you, or was she just living around it? No, she, she, she goes to a different college, but we, we both lived very close by the work. Do you know what I mean? Living there or anything each other is different from living whatever. Yeah. And 12 she, hours. Did you drive or, at this time? At this time, no, I can only drive. Oh, but you could go see her at least. Right, exactly. Yeah. See her. So I'd be born in people's cars, and, you know. And then, um, but I mean, just living in the same city is such a big thing. And, I mean, it was brilliant. I mean, ever since living in San Antonio, it's been class, you know. It's just, like, different... You, you almost get to know something more by living and seeing them every other day. 
then being long distance. Like the fact you managed to get that college offer yeah. in the same area, that must be, that must be a godsend. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, there's so many factors to Scott's story that make it like a fairy tale. Yeah, like it is. Like we, we've joked about it before when we've just been chilling. Like you literally can write a book or like a documentary about how there's like four or five things that happened. That if they didn't happen, he wouldn't be here today. He wouldn't be going to med school. He wouldn't be engaged, like, have a wife. Do you know what I mean? Like, it just wouldn't happen. It is mad. Like, I used to have heard a story before, but this was genuinely the first time I've heard the story. Like, I've heard bits of it. But to hear it all together, yeah. it's like... It's crazy. Lucky as fuck. It's literally oh. the American dream. Like, people aspire to have the American dream. Literally, you've been there. You've oh, done it. But also you've got for, a T-shirt. The, 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 the thing about it is... Though, like, obviously, this podcast is obviously... It can only be so long, but I've been following you on for hours this. Like, little details, like... My sister was about to get married at a different site or um, hotel in Cancun, but then last minute they changed her mind. Is yeah. that? I mean, I mean, can you imagine? Like you like, never. It's, it's, it. a, it's a butterfly effect, is what it is. It's like just little details that break my leg, her changing her mind for a hotel. I mean. But does and that not like make you? If you ever like every relationship has ups and downs, but when you're at your low points or your downs, do you not think? This is too good. This is too oh, unbelievable for it to be a, yeah. a like a, a temporary thing. Like, oh, this has to be. The... It will be. It will be forever for sure. It's one of the ones where first year you know you're never sure, right? First year relationship, you're never hundred percent sure. Second, it's getting more. But I mean, now it's like five and a half, nearly six years in. I mean, that's it. It's like life. If it's yeah. not life, it's. I mean, I'm, you invest in that, like, yeah, for sure. And it's like, yeah, like, like oh, and, and, and you know as well. You know, like after six years together. Yeah, and you're still like all lovey dovey, whatever, like cringy yeah. shit. I mean, that's what it is, right? You can So. I mean, it literally is like a love story that like everyone like like dreams of happening. Do you know what I mean? Like the way things have fallen into place, it's just crazy. Whereas, you know, oh, Josh, how do you meet your girlfriends? Tinder. <laughs> it's not got his name, is it? Yeah, but that's how it is nowadays, though. Yeah, oh, it's different, but like hard. it's just yeah, it's got lucky crazy. For sure. But for a fact, we'd 100 all drop Tinder to meet a girl like we met. Yeah. Like Scott, well, like we met, like Scott met his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very lucky. I, I mean, it's, it's one in a million type situation. That's, I got really lucky. That's why I was so looking forward to having you on the podcast, just because yeah. like I've known these stories since I've met you, and we've like chilled together, talked, and just talked about all the crazy stuff that happened. But it's <laughs> mad for people to actually like listen to it and realise like it genuinely is like you couldn't write it. Yeah. Like, like, the amount of things that have happened yeah. for it to fall in place and for you to go from literally like, like slogging on the railway to meeting the love of your life to then that pushing you and wanting you to go to med school mm-hmm. for you to completely change your life yeah. and your future is mm-hmm. crazy. So like we've got three different uh, perspectives really. Like you knew the stories completely. I knew some to a certain extent but not fully and then you've got JB as a neutral who has just learned this for the first time like it's crazy, you know? Yeah. I mean, in, in every fucking... I mean, every month I feel like something different's happening. Mm. Last month, for example... I mean, so, so me and Allegra both wanted to be daughters, right? She knew she was on my daughter, because, I mean, she, I mean, she's kind of lived through that cycle. She's gone that path the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. And I've mm. kind of been that way where I'm like, oh... When did you actually decide you wanted to become a doctor? Because by the time it was quite late. Bro, I'm still... I, until I was accepted into medical school, I was like, okay, we're, we're there. This what is age? real. A month ago. A month ago. A month ago. So I was like, I, I always he, had he doubts. Had as, he had it as like an ambition, but for it actually to become mm. reality, like, it's no joke it's getting to I mean, what, what, when your family doubts you, you, I mean, you're going to have doubts forever. But that shows the opportunities, though. Like, I know people, oh, exactly. 20, 21, that have already started their careers. Like, they know what they're doing, but the fact that you're 25 and you're still, like, going to go back to school and those opportunities are available for you to do that, it just shows that 
things yeah. happen. Like the grind you had was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll never forget, it was your last year here, and obviously you were practicing a few MCATs, like the hard exams or whatever, and I'm constantly like, oh, do you want to do something? Oh, do you want to go out? Do you want to go bowling? Do you want to go somewhere? And it's just like, mate, I can't. Like, mm-hmm. I need, and you would literally be working and studying and it's a hard cycle to carry, you know, but the I mean, fact that, you managed to do it, it's That's just one like, of the things I like appreciate about Scott when it was the my first year meeting and my second year like being together with him. Together. Allegra, <laughs> 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 like, you listening? Like, being like really close mates with him and spend a lot of but time. It's just it's a just coincidence. Like, There's been a few hints of you two <laughs> throughout this episode. But like appreciating how much work someone has put in to completely like turn his life around and go from a certain scenario to like becoming a doctor it is crazy it is and respectful. it makes you yeah, mate, it makes you appreciate like if you put the work in you can get there and Scott is like proof of that 100% it is inspiring like get your head down get it done like you can do it and it's easy for all of us like in a group to say like nah you know what? I'm just gonna do the homework late like just go out tonight yeah. and piss and it ta- does take like courage to say look you know what this is my dream this is what I want to do I've, ha- I've been lucky enough to be given this opportunity of a chance I'm gonna work hard and take it, and that's exactly what he's done. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. For I mean, for, for people listening out there, if not, fucking never go to a party, never have fun, study, study, study. I mean, it's not like that. No. But it's like sacri- little sacrifices here and there. Just study the extra three or four hours one night, and then go out the next night. You know, what I mean? just enjoy you just your get life. An extra hour right, a day, yeah. like that adds up. The point is, enjoy your fucking life, right? I mean, I, I, I would not be on this path if I didn't enjoy my life. But I found a healthy balance between studying, working hard, and having fun. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And that's the thing. I mean, that if, if there's one thing I could pass on from this podcast, it'd be enjoy your life, but work hard to do whatever you want to do. I mean, you know, there's a healthy balance for everything. I think what I want to add is, like you said, we could easily go on for days. And as season two spoiler, Scott will be back in the next season. Yeah. I feel like we've touched on the surface of the story, but... It's an iceberg. Look, we haven't got too many, mate, so if we get all the guests in the first (laughs) one, we ain't going to have a lot of room for the second one. (laughs) But basically, we will have Scott back. Look, he's only going to be in San Antonio. We can get him on... We can get him on in the the second season. There there is more layers to the story, and, like, the story of how me and Scott met, how we knew James, how we all kind of got together as a friendship group, and I think, like, Scott would be a great person to have on as a regular guest just for just for normal episodes so almost co-host yeah it's been an episode that I've really enjoyed it was a story that I've known a lot about and I think it's great that more people know about it because it's just it is crazy and obviously it's JB's first time hearing Scott's story and Joe's obviously spent a few years with him so he knows the ins and outs but yeah episode 5 it's been it's been a, honestly I feel like it's been a really deep episode isn't it it has. No, it's, it's been more. Yeah, it's we've been had more, some laughs. We've had some laughs. We've had some laughs, but it's been more. Of a serious one, almost. Yeah, it's been more of what I little bit expected the series to be like. Like we've given a really good reflection of. Gavin, sorry, Diego. <laughs> the, the difference of between life back home and here, how the American dream can kind of turn things around for you, and it's great. It's so we do fun. all have feelings. Yeah. After all, boys. <laughs> but no, to finish on that, like obviously it's been a great episode. But Scott, if you had one piece of advice for some guy from the UK who wanted to come over, and maybe they haven't done the best in school, like what advice would you give them? It would be, don't do not listen to anyone. Trust your gut and go for it. Like, do not be afraid to fucking just go for it. You've only got one life and, you know, make the most of it. Do, like, I, I thought that, for one moment I was like, no, I'd go for it, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? I'll tell you, That's you it. Say, What's the worst that can happen? Go hard. 
Or don't go. Go hard or don't go. And, uh, and show to you, what a fucking legend that boy is. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that we should finish on that. So thanks for everyone coming, though. Like, it's been great. But yeah, we'll see you next week. Uh-huh.